0: AOD, and with me today is a very special guest. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself.
1: Hey, what's going on? AOD is day Holloway, Dayton representative, Dayton native, um, and I'm the CEO, brown, uh, brand founder, excuse me, of a Dale Lord clothing brand, uh, and, you know, that, that's me.
0: And for those of you guys who aren't too familiar with Deshar, Dale Lure is a clothing brand that's been around for a while now. How long, when did you start Day Allure?
1: I began, uh, I believe in, yeah, it was July of 2013, so a little over six years now.
0: And what made you initially start that process? Because nowadays people are doing clothing brands like more frequently, but back then, like around 2013, I really didn't know anybody who had a clothing brand.
1: Yeah, um, I felt around the time that I started, it was it was pretty much a vast majority of the people either I knew or people that I was associated with, their friends, they either knew someone or they were rocking a brand that, that was local or, you know, kind of homegrown. Uh, but when I started... Uh, you know just like any other clothing line or clothing brand i wanted to create my own appealing design and messages on clothes and compete to have the hottest street brand you know in the business yeah. you know it was pretty competitive from my standpoint uh when i started but with that i wanted the name of the brand to mean something uh to have substance you know i wanted the the name to hold weight not just a, a trendy name or something that was you know just good for you know, a short amount of time, you know, I wanted something that would kind of grow, you know, with time. So uh, really? not only should it have meaning, uh, the meaning should also implicate a certain feeling, a certain impression. So, uh, you know, I thought really hard about what I wanted to do with the name and, uh, you know, how it would make people think. And so Dale was something that, that, uh, that I finally came up with
0: okay and i think that's dope like the name in general because when i first saw the brand i didn't know what it meant like i it, to me i thought it was something to do with your name because dale to me reminded me of daysharn so i was like okay <laughs> i didn't realize that dale lord was meaning or it was significant of dayton but i knew that you were representing dayton in your brand um, definitely, just the way you promoted it in a couple of the pieces you released, like you had the gold Dayton's on a piece, you had um mm-hmm. you had the it was kind of like a word like a crossword shirt like a tank yep. top, that one was pretty hot, so I think just the way you put the brand together was very representative of Dayton and the fact that the mm-hmm. name is Dale O'lure, I feel like that's a positive because it actually makes it seem like a luxury brand like. Mm-hmm. Its own name. It doesn't. It doesn't just come off as only Dayton, but it's very representative of Dayton, like Dayton swag and things that represent Dayton as a whole.
1: Right, right. And then, because I kind of had to pivot on the on the identity on the branding side, because at first it was basically solely about Dayton, um, and it didn't really have anything uh relating to anything other than dating so it was just pretty much kind of in a box you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it was no really no real way for for it to grow over time um you know and i pretty much put myself uh you know with with a low ceiling so i was like well you know maybe i should kind of tweak this a little bit Mm -hmm. um but not you know completely get rid of the name or you know to lose this it's Dayton Identity, because um, Dayo, I'm not sure if a lot of people know about it, but uh, the word is actually uh, an abbreviation of Dayton, Ohio, and I use that from uh, the popular radio station WDAO, 1210 AM, um, The Real Rhythm of the City, that's what they, that's what, you know, it was kind of like their their mantra, but, uh, you know, it's still actually broadcast on, on West 3rd, it's, it's still, they're still live and that's crazy. right now
0: but, to check
1: them out. yeah <laughs> right um but you know my father always called them dale for short so that's where i kind of got the idea it stuck with me but i use Dayton, ohio in the name because it resonated with me as an artist and that's what i kind of want to make certain and kind of you know keep that alive like you know i i don't want to just talk to people and just be relative to those in Dayton. um but I did want people to understand that it's a, it is a product of dating and you know, and that's just, that's just its roots. It's not pretty much, you know, just, yeah, you know, just going to end in dating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it means. But, um, so and and then with the Lord, um, uh, you know, I use the word Lord because as an artist, that's what our work tends to do you know, uh to the audience. You know, we lure, we attract people Mm -hmm. people's interest and and their attention to our to our work and our form of expression. So Mm -hmm. and I tie that I tie that in with Dale because of Dayton's they know how strong attraction to me uh as an artist. That that was that was special. Um that was Dayton the thing about me um as an artist, you know you kind of gain a lot of your inspiration and kind of your idea, your surroundings um, pretty quickly, you know, as as a young person. So mm-hmm. being around Dayton um, uh, with the things like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on it later, but it was a lot of the things that attracted me as an artist. I kind of drew a lot of inspiration, uh, you know, from the monuments, the murals, the different uh, art pieces, that were in like the Dayton Art Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, meaning being uh being Davis and, and visiting his studio and, and going to different art camps and things like that. That that would contribute to me as an artist. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, you know, I mean that was what was special about Dayton that continued to inspire me as an artist. So that's why I wanted to include Dayton because I can't extract that from how I began as an artist, like what really fueled me.
0: Mm-hmm. So I wanted
1: to wanted um I wanted to give that same feeling back to the young artists coming up uh by creating this brand you know whether they're from Dayton or you know across the world so
0: you also the similarity we have is that we both grew up in the view um how do you feel like your upbringing because I mean we don't have the same upbringing but just growing up in the view and the other neighborhoods you were around how do you feel like that impacted you as a person and um, I guess how do you feel like that shaped your decisions to where you are now?
1: Um uh, as far as the you know how it shaped my decisions. My parents, I believe, they they kept me, they kept me pretty busy. It wasn't a whole lot of idle time. It wasn't a whole lot of time to really make bad decisions. And I and you know, I think, you know, because of the lesson they taught me, the things that they showed me, the examples that they set, it was easy for me to kinda of deter from, you know, being with the wrong crowd, or, you know, at least letting it get too far, you know, um, deciphering right from wrong. Um, you know, they you know, I was able to kinda of think pretty pretty well on my own, think for myself. Um, you know, what I mean You see things in in the hood and you know you know it's occasional gunshots and you know vandalism and you know you see people breaking into cars you you know what i mean but um you know i pretty much still i steer clear from that um you know i knew people that was around it more than i was that was involved in you know some of the drug life and uh you know that did crime and um you know a lot of people didn't escape it you know some Know, even lost their lives or at least their freedom, you know. Uh, so, you know, with enough bad examples, I didn't want that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was it was enough that you know to, to kind right. of you know, let me know that yo, there's consequences for this stuff. You know what I mean? Can you can't expect not to get caught or you know karma not to you know find you. So, uh, yeah. So this living, uh, you know, it kept me humble. Um, you know, I, I I was thankful for you know, decisions I made, um, the friends I kept, and and also the friends I had to let go, so.
0: And I think that's important, too, because one thing you said is you had enough bad examples to be able to steer clear of that on top of your parents um, keeping you busy and making sure that you really didn't have any idle time, and that's something we have in common, because my family with my grandmother with my parents they always kept us busy we went to the beach which was like in springfield which i just found out because i never knew um but we went to the beach we went to the park and had picnics we were in summer camps all of these things that are very important and i think that We're getting to a place where we have to fight for those things for kids coming up because they're not necessarily providing them for them or they're making it very unaffordable. So I think it's just important when I talk to individuals like yourself and just myself and the person that I am to let people know or for people to understand that a lot of the reason why we are so ambitious and we are so driven is because we did have those people who recognize that we didn't need idle time. We didn't need to be bored. And also just giving people, people setting examples for us and putting those values into us too for us to be able to make our own decisions and understand what a bad example was and what we didn't want to, uh, become. True. So I think that is very powerful. And talking about the schools we went to, (laughs) (laughs) other similarities, we both went to Valerie and Stivers, um, (laughs) For those of you who don't know about Valerie, first of all, for those of you who don't know what the view is, Dayton View is one of the hoods in Dayton, Ohio. It is, um, I mean, it's like any other hood you could imagine. There was gunshots, there was uh, violence, there were probably drugs being circulated around. But at the end of the day, it was still just a neighborhood, um, if you ask me, because I didn't know anything else. As far as the schools we went to, we both went to Valerie, which was a general elementary school and then we went to Stivers, which was a school for the arts. How do you feel like your education shaped who you are um, today?
1: Uh, uh, to, to start with Valerie, I didn't really have a whole lot to compare to uh, as far as you know what the other elementaries offer um, and, and how their students kind of panned out. Uh, I was kind of just closed and you know and kind of just restricted to life at Valerie, you know what I mean, (laughs) so, um, I just thought that was, you know, I thought it was general as far as, you know, or that was my expectation of elementary school, what I, what I experienced, so, um, but I think, I think Valerie did a great job, you know, I got along with a lot of the students, wasn't a whole lot of beef, wasn't a whole lot of drama, whether it been, you know, I mean, you know, you know, a couple kids, you know, might not have liked each other, or, you know, it's, it's not perfect, but I felt that, you know they kept, um, you know, uh, an enriched environment. You know they kind of they were pretty good about uh, disciplinary actions. Um, the teachers, uh, you know, it didn't seem like they were unfair or they didn't care. They really enjoyed being teachers and wanted to give their all. So I, I think uh, I did pretty well as as far as being the best student I could. Ca- I could, you know, given the the resources and and you know the atmosphere that I was learning in so moving on to stylus stylus was interesting and i I felt that being being there in the moment i i think i didn't think that i was in a unique situation until after the fact you know what i mean like i feel like it's it's cool it's neat you know what i mean but it's like it kind of fades and it just becomes normal and mundane Mm -hmm. um you know what i mean so um with I think just being young and naive about, you know, certain cultural exposures as a young student, I felt I didn't fully embrace how unique, you know, the situation was. But even though the school was very diverse in race, which was one thing, I think that uh, I think what brought many of us together and helped us learn about each other was through our art.
0: Yeah, you know, for what sure. We,
1: what our magnets were. Yeah, and that's how you kind of found out about people. And that would kind of, you know, open people up when they like, oh, you in the visual arts song. Oh, you, right. You, know, <laughs> you in theater? Like, oh, okay. Like, even though, you know, that's, it, it's like it says a lot about a person with just knowing that, you know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Um, and also know, being so-
0: able to like appreciate other people's art, I think, because. It was always cool to be able to go in other classrooms and visual arts and see like people's skill set and like the different uh, ways of drawing or of painting or whatever. And then even like with the dancers or the theater when they would have shows and you could go to the show and see your peers do their craft, which I thought was very right. valuable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was I was definitely inspired and, and and uplifted by you know the artwork that was produced by our class and peers uh, incredible talent like you know blew me away yeah i was like you know because not only because it was great art but it was you know it was 7 through 12 so it was like oh those are the seniors like yo that's right i felt like that was they was setting the standard that was you know the goal a lot of people tried to meet you know and whether it had been music from the jazz band or performance from the dance department things that that you said you know theater or creative writing pieces um you know, it was, it was, like I said, it was it was great to be around that. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? as an artist, it, it definitely, you know, was an energy that you couldn't really replicate anywhere else. Yeah. Um, you know, so now that I'm older, you know, I realize that growing up in that school and around that positive environment, that helped nurture my talents. Um, and, you know, it really, it really paid dividends.
0: Yeah. And so... Thinking about, like, the connectivity within the school or the classroom at Stivers, how do you feel you are with connecting to people in real life now? Because I think one of the challenges that I have as a creative is that when I'm intentionally trying to connect with people through art or through like-minded, I guess, talents or just similarities, one thing that's hard is to really genuinely connect because people tend to be guarded or they tend to be closed off
1: i don't know i I felt that once i knew about a person's uh, talents you know either through conversation or you know hearsay or you know i felt that you know i was inclined to really get to know this person or at least on some level you know what i mean yeah uh, i don't i'm not really drawn to people that if I don't know, they really have like an art town, not to like discriminate or anything, <laughs> but it's like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I don't feel yeah. like I, I need to connect with them on a certain level, you know what I mean? If we do, we do, we don't, we don't. But I feel like I want to get to know as many artists and like, um, you know, special, specially talented individuals as, as much as I can, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, but now that I've, I've grown uh, and I'm older, I wanted to challenge myself to rethink about how special it was to be around other creatives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not often that you're around people like that every day, Yeah. you know, so, um, uh, you know, and, and a special group of people like that. So, um, so how having, you know, like-minded or creative driven people in the same room really pushed you artistically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and, and also you, you were able to kind of, uh, bounce and share ideas with people, you know what I'm saying? They kind of uh you can speak the same artistic language, you know, more or mm-hmm. less. Um, and so that's and, and it's funny that you asked that because that's the connection I visualize with this brand. I want I want this brand to help start a conversation between creators and artists and encourage others to embrace their uniqueness.
0: Yeah, um, and I see that a lot on your platforms where you are featuring artists or you'll have a blurb about um an artist or a quote that inspires you, I would take it since it's on your platform. But um, what's cool too, something you mentioned about the like-mindedness and the it drives you to want to reach out to other artists and other creatives. I think the beautiful thing for me when I do connect with people is that I try to, what makes me happy is like a balance, like like-mindedness in the intellectual uh, sense and also like-mindedness in a creative sense where it's like we can have Intellectual conversations that drive the creativity, um, and we can also just you know have fun and be creative. For those people who don't know, you are in the military. How do you feel as far as connecting? Um, I mean, being creative in the military. How is that for you?
1: Uh, it's it's tough. It, it definitely can um, can weigh down the process. Uh, it's it's not easy. A lot of the times, uh, I've I've. I've been T D Y countless amount of times. I'm I'm a crew chief. I was on the C one thirty E H and J model for those that are <laughs> in the okay. uh, cargo <laughs> aircraft cargo um, aircraft. you know, I was I was a crew chief, uh, uh, aircraft mechanic and you know, I flew for four and a half years, you know, as, as maintenance support on different different missions that would go out all over the country to other countries, things of that nature and you know, it's probably at least I don't, I can't even tell you at least, you know, probably over a 100 times I've been TDY and, and then had about four deployments within, within my 10 years. of What being is the
0: military.
1: TDY? TDY is temporary duty. So basically, you know, you have your, your home station, uh, and you do those same duties and responsibilities at another location oh okay so you basically you know, just, travel just for, a lot. Uh, yeah just, just for abbreviated temporary amount of time okay um yeah so and then six month deployments four month deployments you know but you know though it took a lot of time from me it also was good because i exposed myself to a lot more than in my local surroundings you know what I mean? right i was able to see different things uh encounter you know, and engage with new people uh meet people i would never even see or even you know have, have thought of but mm-hmm. you know so i created different you know different relationships i networked more you know i used i used that time pretty wisely you know being you know you know on the plane uh on those long missions uh and those long flights i would i would either think in my head, all these things that would run through my mind, I would jot them down. If I had some ideas that I wanted to sketch, I did that. Because before I, I began the Dale or brand, all of that, all the legwork came from my first deployment. Like, I That's was crazy in the books, I was researching, I was, you know, people would see me kind of look over my shoulder, like, hey man, what you creating? Or, <laughs> you know, what you doing? What's that? You know, so it kind of, it got me used to speaking about it. hmm You know, being... Being more outspoken about, you know, what my goals were, what my dreams were, and people were getting behind it. Like they really, they really believed in it. You know, they were encouraging, they praised it. You know what I mean? And, hey, they were like, even at that that level, it wasn't even real yet. But to see that I put so much time and effort into it, like, hey, don't forget about us little people when you make it. I'm like, <laughs> what? Nah, man, uh, but it was good. Like I said, to have those type of people around, you know, it, it kept, you know, me. It kept me from getting down and, and and being discouraged because so much was on my plate, and you know it was hard to you know set deadlines because I never knew where I was going to be in the next couple of weeks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, uh, but to see that those people, like I said, believed in you know my dreams and my goals, uh, you know, kind of kind of spoke volumes, and it, and it kept me on, kept me on this path that I'm on now
0: yeah and i think we always find like inspiration in a a place where we are more i guess in more solitude like how you said you spent a lot of time on long flights and things like that i feel like whenever there's something that i'm like any creative roadblock that i have it'll get solved if i shut a lot out like if i just kind of go away (laughs) and i think that's like um Nipsey, I believe, Nipsey Hustle said that with Victory Lap, he pretty much just went crazy to create that album. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think you necessarily have to go crazy, but I think that giving yourself you time and kind of just shutting off the noise, it definitely helps with the creative process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I Like I said, it was times I was alone. There were times that I wanted to go work out. People were going in groups, you know what I mean? Uh, you know that's what a lot of military members do. Like if you don't do a home station, you definitely do a lot of self improvement. You know when you're deployed and stuff. So um, you know I I definitely sacrificed that um, to to be alone, to learn different software programs, to research you know the industry I was I was interested in, and um, you know I just wanted to gain ground every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to make progress. Whether it was you know something small, it didn't matter. Like I just wanted to have more completed than the day before, you know. Yeah. So as as long as I kept that in mind, um, I, I felt that it would get to the to the point, you know, I was so I was ready to launch. You know what I mean? So, but you you ne- like I I really like I'm a perfectionist. So <laughs> even when I felt I was ready, I felt like nah, it's not quite right. But you know, you'll hear that from a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, listen i'm a professional and i rush yeah. at
0: the same time and it's not yeah. not a good combo right
1: <laughs> and it, it's that like you said you you hear it and, it and it's starting to become you know cliche but there's never the there's never going to be the perfect time mm-hmm. you know what i mean because things are evolving things are moving fast you know you just gotta you just gotta know that once it's out like that's pretty much the starting point is once it's out. Like, you haven't started until it's out. You know That's what true. I mean? So, yeah. get your foot out there, and then you'll know the next step to take. You know what I mean? So,
0: so yeah. do you feel like um, now where we are compared to when you started in 2013, do you feel like there's more competitive, um, the industry is more competitive, there's more people doing their own brands, or do you feel like it's still the same?
1: So from my standpoint it seemed super saturated when i started but that didn't that didn't deter me that didn't discourage me because i was so so strong-willed and so ambitious and i and i was kind of going a different direction i didn't want anything trendy i didn't want anything that you know aligned with just hip hop or you know i didn't want any one dimensional type of brand mm-hmm. so so as time, you know, moved and time went on, i saw brands blow up, saw brands, you know, fall, brands struggle. i mean, i'm not, i didn't i don't have the best success story either, but i felt that i was learning during this whole time like there was ups there was downs. that's just business in general. Mm-hmm. But i just started to, you know, once i started to learn the business, get around other mentors, get around other people that have been through things similarly. You know, I started to kind of cut some losses, you know, cause I was, I was so ready to get things done. I didn't do things, you know, the more, the most, you know, economical way. You know, I, it was, it was things I did, you know, <laughs> spent too much money on or spent too much time on this. And, you know, so I just, I just- had
0: been to there.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, I just had to, you know, cut my losses take take those L's, but, you know, treat it as a lesson, and I, I was able to, you know, fight having to end the brand, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. because every year, I was able to do something better, save money over here, make more money here, you know what I mean, can, mm-hmm. you know, make more connections this way, so uh, I, I would say, from my standpoint now, that there's less, I see less clothing brands um, being started or those that withstand the test of time. Yeah. And I just want to be a testament to the brands that just stuck it out, found a way, you know, if they had to rebrand themselves, you know, repivot, go in a different direction, you know, but it's okay. Like, I'm not going to say people just have to stick it out just to prove a point, mm-hmm. but don't be quick to give up. You know what I mean? It's yeah. these things, time, um, and you have to have the right the right people around you. You have to, you know, cut some people that's around you, um, and you know, because people. I, I started when I was 24, and you know, I'm 31 now, and you know, I think differently. So much has changed. I'm a family man now. I started when I was single, so you know, it's a lot <laughs> that's gonna go on, you know, throughout life. And you know, as long as you build on it, uh, as long as you capitalize on on opportunities, and and also. Create your own, own opportunities. You mm-hmm. know that's a big one. I don't just wait for stuff to happen. Anticipate things happen. You have to, you know, go get it yourself. You know, fight, you know, and and, and make things happen. You know, I, I wore a lot of hats. You know, starting this brand. You know, so it made me better. You know, it. it you know, I found things I was good at that I didn't know. You know, I had a chance at, at doing well. So mm-hmm. you'll, you'll find a lot about you. You know, if it's in you. You know, it, it'll bring it
0: out of you. Yeah. And I think that's important that you said that, Um, you know, when you started, like just mentioning the different dynamics as far as where you were and where you are now, because something that a lot of people get challenged in when they're pursuing anything is their personal life with their professional life. So you're going to be thrown curveballs in life. You're going to be, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. You're not always going to be the happiest person. And I think that what what comes out of that is just that that grind and that willpower. And I think it's very important when you do want to do something like have a brand, a big thing with having your own brand is consistency. Um, mm-hmm. And being consistent is very hard when you're under pressure, but it's very important um, because what does give brands longevity is that consistency. Yeah. yeah. And speaking That's to the true. hat you wear now. You are, so you started when you were single, you're now married, you have children, you're in the military. <laughs> how do you right. feel like, how do you manage, like, balancing all of those hats and managing your brand?
1: Uh, It's just, it's time management. You know, I know a lot of people hear that over and over, but as much as you can really write things down, find yourself a calendar, allot yourself, you know, X amount of hours. On certain things, that's probably the best tip um, I know. As an artist, sometimes things just hit you out the blue, and you want to do it right then and there. You know, mm-hmm. you drop everything, and you want to, you know what I mean. Some <laughs> things are just that's me imp- still sometimes. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just improv, you know. But you know, like I said, we having a family, wife, two children. You know, their needs come first. You know, and I have to make sure that I'm. Contributing to that as a father, as a husband. Um, so, and then, like I said, I'm, you know, no one's perfect. You, you know, you said you're going to be in, in the office for two hours, it turns into four. It's like you lose track of time. Things get good to you get in your cradle flow. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got your little vibe music going, like, and you just going at it. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's tough, but that that that's one thing that I've started with my wife. Like, we have like a little Google Calendar and,
0: that you know, so smart. and, I, and
1: I, yeah and then we share you know <laughs> what plans we have or if it conflicts you know we talk about it and um so that's that's one thing I would I would suggest for anybody's in you know in a similar situation you know what I mean and then, like I said then the job you know you gotta you gotta answer your call with the job and stuff and um but like that's why I think my mind stays so busy because I mean I have a whole lot of time to write it down or you know, go research it, you know, I'm just thinking, like, so many things are running through my mind, and it's, or I, and I finally get time to sit down, I forgot what I was thinking about, like, man, what mm-hmm. was, I? I was gonna have it, like, no, what was it, you know what I mean, so it's, yeah. it's difficult at times, or I, like, I'll have a dream, or a daydream, and I get up, and I gotta go, you know, I gotta put it on paper, I gotta, you know, put it on screen, or you know so as an artist it's it's hard to be perfect you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and do things you know as you planned it but yeah that's 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 what we're that's what we're trying to do right now
0: having those personal calendars to be able to see what's going on that's like very key that's something i've yeah. tried to do but i haven't really implemented yet um yeah. but now that you said that i'm like slapping myself cuz i'm like come on yeah. now <laughs>
1: and you and and i would say you're a significant other they kind of have to you know give you a little bit more leeway if they really understand you as an artist and they know that side of you and how you really mean no harm in it you know when when time gets away or you double book yourself or whatever the conflict is you know i think somebody with some understanding um and and that's willing to compromise with you yeah not really take it to heart um that's that's the person that's probably ideal to be with. You know what I'm saying? Yes,
0: because that's of, very important.
1: <laughs> yeah, a whole nother list of problems if, if they're not really, you know, if they don't give you your space as an artist, you know what I'm saying? But then again, if you you can't really, if if they're going to give you some leeway, you kind of got to do, you know, you got to repay that, you know, to them too. You feel I me? Mean? So
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think that that is, that's what I was going to say as far as like with my relationship, um, We both are like that. We definitely understand each other's busyness. However, we also have to like double back and be like, all right, I got to give you leeway because, you know, you gave me leeway. And I think acknowledging somebody's creativity and acknowledging where somebody can go, because they always say don't fall in love with someone for their potential. However, if you know what someone's potential is, you have to like nurture that. Or choose to not mess with it. Like, for instance, there's been times where I tell Nate straight up, like, hey, you got it. Like, whatever you're trying to do, go ahead. Because sometimes you got to take those risks or you got to, you know, you got to lock in and you got to get real serious to even push yourself to the next level. So you have to be, not even just with relationships, with like friendships. I find myself worrying sometimes about, you know letting go of friendships or not being a good friend because i'm so busy but then it comes back to that mindset of well you know you gotta make sacrifices so (laughs) you can put in time to hang out with your friends but you gotta make sacrifices and sometimes not everybody is gonna make the cut when it comes to that True. true um i know that your mom is an influence to you and um your wife and your kids, obviously, I think those are the main figures that I see you uh, post about Uh, how big, or just describe, I guess for the listeners, the influence that your mom had on you.
1: Uh, generally I've always been family oriented. Family plays a big role. Uh, it's a big part of who I am. And, you know, my mother basically instilled that into me. Uh, You know, a lot of other family members, relatives, friends uh, would say that knew my mother would say that she always gave her time to people. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Whether it was a little bit or a lot. Mm -hmm. She was always available in some way. And people remember that, you know, it kind of, you know, she made people feel feel good. She always had a smile on her face. She had this great aura, this great energy uh, that she... That she possessed and it was contagious. You mm-hmm. know, so um, she was pretty much the rock. She was, you know, the glue to the family. Um, her and my grandmother. Uh, you know, she she always like I said made time to get the family together. She made calls on people's birthdays well before Facebook. You know what <laughs> I mean? She just she had a thing for dates, man. Like she just knew people's <laughs> birthdays, their anniversaries. Yeah. all these things you know what I mean and I and I admired that you know and I try to I try to uh, you know engage and, and, and implement some of the same things that she was as a person uh, and to myself you know since her passion uh, but yeah man like she was she was everything to me you know I, I believe she still is you know because mm-hmm. I still carry carry her spirit I still speak to her spirit you know what I mean so um, and I try to live up to some of those expectations that, um, she had for me. Um, and, you know, just to, just to be the best person I can be for myself and most importantly for my family, Mm -hmm. kids and wife. So, you know, I think, you know, with her being around as much as she was in my life, um, I'm able to carry that because I know some people lose their parents at a very young age you know, they don't really know much about who their mother or father was. So, uh, you know, I was twenty five when she passed, so that's I'm thankful for the twenty five years of life that I had with her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I felt I made the very best of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people, you know, go through different, you know, ups and downs and, and you know, emotional roller with with family members and especially your parents. I didn't have it. I had a great relationship with my mother. Um, you know, we really didn't have any downs like it wasn't you know what I mean it wasn't nothing we couldn't talk about work out, discuss and get over like it you know lasted every bit of 20-30 minutes and then you know she was always open for discussion um you know it was almost like I'm describing the the perfect parent because it was nothing I could say she could have done better or she wasn't that good at or (laughs) you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. so I was like I said I'm thankful like I'm grateful for that And I'm trying to live up to, you know, the way I thought of her and, like I said, kind of be that way for my children, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I got to live, you know, a certain way because they don't have their, you know, my mother's their grandmother, you know, they're not going to know her, but through me and Mm -hmm. what I tell them about their grandmother, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like I got to spoil them even more because (laughs) I know my mom would have did that, you know what I'm saying? she had certain conversations with them, so I feel like that's, you know, helping me as a father, um, you know, dig deep in, into what I believe a uh, good parent should be, and that's that's kind of what my mom said for me.
0: Yeah, that's very powerful because, like, me just recently losing my grandmother, man. I didn't think, like, even when people get older, you know that they're going to pass at some point, like, and she was, she was struggling through some health things, but she still was okay, and when it happened, it happened so fast, but the one thing I thought about immediately, I was like, you know, I had her for 27 years of my life, like, I'm thankful for those 27 years, Uh, the first thing I thought was like, man, that's my whole life, like, how am I going to, like, how is it going to be moving forward without that? That part of the equation. But then, like, over time, like, just giving myself space, I do understand, you know, her life was meant to be a certain way. So, like you said, as far as with your mom, with your children, I was thinking, you know, I haven't had children yet. I really would love for my grandmother to be a part of that. But through all of those discussions, another thing that you mentioned was just carrying on those traditions and providing that legacy for your kids, for your family. Um, And I think that is so powerful because my grandmother, she definitely, when I think about what kept our family together and why we were so um, close was just because one, she never gave us idle time. (laughs) So we always did things (laughs) and we did things together. And then two, she had these traditions that were normal for us. So when you're in it, you don't necessarily think of it as a tradition, but getting together every Christmas dinner Um, getting together for birthdays to sing happy birthday, all of those things she instilled in us. So um, I think something good for people who experience loss, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're a creative, really trying to push the pendulum forward is just to understand that, you know, those traditions matter and you got to hold on to those traditions. And you also have to push those traditions forward with your kids um, and with the young people in general, because if, they, if you can create familiarity, which we also do through our brands, um, then that creates a system and an understanding and a tradition where people start to connect, you know, those good thoughts to the time that they were in. And I think that's right. big for brands, too, is to get involved with the community and start doing some regular things that become traditions. So people relate your brand or your message to a specific point in time when they were having a great time.
1: Definitely. That's
0: a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we do dig the brand. I love the way the thank professionalism you. of the brand and the way you intentionally market yourself, um, connecting with other creatives. So, I'm looking forward to everything that you have coming up in 2020.
1: Thank and you, beyond. thank you. I really <laughs> appreciate that for real. For
0: real, yeah. Hopefully, like we could connect on some events or something in the future. I know you would be traveling and you would be all over the place, but.
1: Yeah, let me know. Uh, like I said, I love to, you know, partner up, collaborate. Um, you know, if you need some, some sponsorships, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm with it. You know, just let me know. Like I said, I, I feel it's, <laughs> it's, it's important. It's important to, like I said, pull together as a community, um, you know, and, and, you know, really help each other uh, on, a, on a group level. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I think everybody has something great to offer, uh, something great to contribute you know and it, and it, and it makes it fun you know yeah. what i'm saying with so many other people that have different talents different you know resources and tools that um you know once once we you know gather all that and it can it can be something huge you know what i mean like say we can really spark something within the community you know make the culture even you know bigger than what it is now so
0: i agree so what um is there anything you want to leave the listeners with as far as like Anything it could be words of motivation, it could be something coming up for Dale Lure. Um, matter of fact, make sure you drop your social media yeah. handles,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all at Dale Lure, D A O L U R E. Uh, that's also the website, uh, dalelure.com. Uh, same spelling and all that. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. Maybe as an artist, as an entrepreneur, keep the right people around you. I think that does a lot for you. Uh, you can only do so much, um, you know, isolated from from everyone. You know, I, I believe that's that may be the starting point. But you know, I know some artists may, you know, have problems with keeping friends or you know really, you know, establishing a close relationship with people. Um, but you know, just you know, if they can accept you for who you are, um, you know, and embrace you, you know, what I'm saying, just just hold on to to those connections. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and and be willing to give back. You know, open yourself up uh, to to blessings, man, and 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 be that blessing to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just just keep striving, man. Um, like I said, that's that's a big thing I wanted to do. You know, so so Dale Lord, to sum it up, is is a clothing brand that strongly values and celebrates young creative artists, specifically, you know, local, uh, artists. Um, but you we'll know whether it be visual performing arts. We as a brand want to help inspire, motivate and encourage these young creatives to reach their goals. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, you'll see that when you visit the site, I started a, a page called artists from the way. And that's where you can kind of see some of that come to life. Um, you know i, I the, the relationship that I've built uh through my time as an artist uh you know from the time I I started in high school and until today you know I have reached out and you know you know and made these uh connections and and wanted these connections to kind of help uh help the art community help other people uh strive and and push forward because a lot of people kind of you know, they think they think their, you know, their ideas or their talents uh, aren't, you know, cool or they think, you know, it doesn't matter if they're good at this. It's, it's not what's, you know, in the now. It's not trending. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? They don't mm-hmm. know who they can, you know, share their poetry with. They don't know who they can share, you know, their, their dance moves with. You know, they think they're going to get clowned or, you know what I mean? Like, that's... <laughs> And I'm trying to, re- you know, I'm trying to recreate, you know, the, you know, excitement of being, you know, somebody that's artistically talented and, and creative. You know what I mean? That's what Dale Lord is about. We just want to uplift those type of people and put them on a platform and and show them that, you know, people are really, you know, intrigued about, you know, your talents. You know what that's I mean? It. People really dig what you do. You know, you know, just just look at what Dale Lord is doing to, to help artists. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: That's dope. There's so many different languages of art, and it sounds like one of your missions is really just to elaborate on those languages and to highlight those people in those spaces. So, um, yeah, yeah. So kudos.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, um, that's that's what Dale Lord is about, man. So, if you're interested, if you know someone, friend, family, or or yourself, you know, check the website out. Uh, message me. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I'm really trying to know, create a community of people, uh, you know, that, that may be a little shy about, you know, what I'm saying, you know, putting their stuff on the platform or, you know, reaching that next level or they don't know anybody. I'm like, hey, I, it's a lot of artists that I'm connected with that, you know, what I'm saying that you can definitely vibe with that may be in your local area, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then just with, the, with the way of the internet, it really don't matter if they, they nearby or not, like you can really you know, start a relationship with somebody on that, on that artistic level. You know, kind of just, just build your confidence. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So.
0: Alright, well, y'all heard it here. Make sure y'all go check out Dale Lure. It's Um, and reach out to Dayshar for sure. And you guys will find this interview and anything, any information following up from this interview at AOD Media Group on Instagram, Army of Dreamers on Facebook, Um, and you can also hit us up or matter of fact just go through the website uh the army mm-hmm. all right uh, well yeah, yeah. i appreciate you <laughs>
1: oh yeah appreciate you thanks for the opportunity you know this was great we, we definitely got to do this again sometime
0: absolutely 100 yeah. percent